Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to Scanline Media's 2021 Gimmick Awards. This is where we award various, you know, honorary titles to games and other media that have really struck our fancy from 2021. Today, we're here to talk about the best new character. Now, this is limited to games. Um, perhaps next year we'll incorporate anime. I've thought about it, but it seems like that would just get really complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe it should get complicated. I don't know, but not this year. I'm six Detmar. Salve, friend. I'm Jennifer Uncle. Oh, okay. So we're already seeing where this is going, huh? Yeah, I'm Kyrie Page, and I I, I can see this coming from a fucking mile away at this point. <laughs> She's not even the one who fucking added it. Yeah, but it's a good choice. <laughs> Uh, all right fair enough fair enough um all right. so for best new character we're looking for one winner and probably two runners up though we allow for the possibility of more if the group thinks it's necessary jen can you read our list of nominees though it is a little lengthy sure thing so from Deathloop, we have cole and juliana from overboard we have veronica villainsley from resident evil village we have lady dimitrescu from Neo, The World Ends With You, we have uh, Nagi Yusui. From Shin Megami Tensei V, we have the Nahobino. Um, from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, we have Rivet. From The Great Ace Attorney, we have Herlock Sholmes. From Dota 2, we have Marcy. From Guilty Gear Strive, we have Nagori Yuki. We also have this interesting addition. Shoutouts to Livingway, sorry I can't talk about you. Um... Don't know if I was supposed to read that aloud, but oh well. <laughs> um, we also have, uh, from Monster Hunter Rise, Yomogi, the chef. From The Forgotten City, we have Galerius. From Tekken 7, we have Lydia. From Suzerain, we have Lucien Galade. From Caligula, from the Caligula Effect 2, we have uh, Kiki, Key. or Shy. No, just say key or Kai. Okay. Either one's fine. Key or Kai. And from Audios, <laughs> we have the pig farmer. I like how Six gave you a choice and you went with both options. <laughs> like my I I combined that first one as like the two as the same thing just because like I was poisoned by Kingdom Hearts where they have the keyblade and then also the keyblade. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i understand um so yeah in uh in final fantasy 14 Endwalker, there's a character named living way if talking about her wasn't a huge spoiler she would win this whole category that's all <laughs> all Bye. right sorry living way you're mm -hmm. awesome yeah um i i got a quick cut yeah uh, to give um nagi usui um, unfortunately, like, I didn't get a chance to, like, really experience the breadth and depth of her character, but I think she's just generally pretty funny. She is a, she is, like, a Fujoshi character, um, in a Neo The World Ends With You. Like, you meet her, that she's trying to get this rare pin of, like, the star of some show that she likes, and you have to go through a wacky time travel adventure to, like, get this pin into Nagi's hand, and then she joins your crew after she realizes show Minamoto is extremely hot. Um, but I think, like, I don't know, she's cool, but I didn't, I don't know where her arc goes, 
Um, she is an interesting change of pace from like, you know, like for comparison from the original Tui, we had um, Shiki. Um, she like she's an interesting like character in her own right, but I just don't know much about her. But I wanted to shout her out because I love her design. I love her voice acting. It's, it's she's just fun. Yeah, this I mean, this list is is about our year of, of 2021 and our experiences in it. And unfortunately, I think neither of us played as much of Neo the World Ends with you as we would have liked to. Yeah, and I can give another quick cut if to get this ball rolling. I like Yomogi the chef. She's fun, I but she's just the chef character in Monster Hunter Rise. She's the one who sings the funny song about the... Um, the dongo. The dongo, yes, thank you. She sings the funny dongo song, and she's cute and funny, and uh, if you take certain quests, you can get, like, giant dongo spears as, like, your dual-bladed weapon. Um, but unfortunately, the characters of Monster Hunter Rise is not, like, necessarily the reason you're playing that game, so the characters are a little flat. Um, but... You know, like I said, the, you can get a lot. You can get away with a lot when the character just has a cute design and sings a fun song. But there are better characters on this list than Yomogi the chef. Yeah. Um, this might be controversial to suggest as a cut this early in, but uh, there isn't in terms of characters. The Nahobino doesn't really have one. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he like. He looks fucking incredible when he does that fusion, and of course all the fan art and stuff like that is amazing, but like, he is as blank slate of a protagonist as it comes. He is there to basically be like, okay, so you're gonna be the god soon, so decide on things that you that will shape this world, but you yourself are just like a cardboard cutout. Yeah, the Nahubinu, like the reason I put the Nahubinu just in general is that Arbino. He's not, hot. Yeah, he's hot. Like, it's just an incredible design character. I find it very funny that apparently the physics plugin that they used for this game was the same plugin they used for breast physics, but applied it to his hair, um, which is very funny to me. But that's about it. It's just, if it was, like, best designed character, like, a Nahubinu, you know, would be like like a contender, but in this list, like they're not that interest. He's not that interesting. Um, but I don't know. It's it it gave it gave the game a pretty striking visual identity the moment that character came out, though. Hmm. Um. I can go ahead and see uh, Marcy from Dota 2 cut. Um, Marcy is, like, was introduced in the, the anime um, that they did for, for Netflix, which was uh, Dragon's Blood, which was not amazing, but better than you'd think. Um, and Marcy in that and in Dota 2 is a, uh, a character with a speech disability. And so she does a little bit of, of sign, though not very much because... Not many other people in this world know sign, right? Um, and so mostly she communicates through, like, disapproving facial expressions. Um, she is the, like, 
like the attendant to um like the the princess of of whatever it doesn't fucking matter but um the things that make her great is that like she like she's this unassuming happy go lucky character who one like a, a, in the game uh, she just has because everyone, you know, it's a, it's a MOBA. So when people move or do different things, you have different like voice lines that play and she just whistles a bunch. She just has like you'll um, if you unlock various voice lines by playing her a bunch, that's like you always have like, oh, you can do a thank you or you can do like a, a taunt or whatever. And her list is just like thanking whistle, greeting whistle, taunting whistle. And it's just like <laughs> it's very funny. That's cute. Um, but like, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, uh, she's just she's just a cute, fun character, and and stands out in in Dota Two, a game that can be like it has comedy in it, but it doesn't do that kind of that kind of playfulness. Um, and also, yeah, she can beat the shit out of people. She does like she's the first character in Dota Two to be able to suplex someone, and that's pretty cool. That's but pretty cool. you know, she's a MOBA character. She's not that deep. So, I also want to uh, offer another quick cut. Um. I, I want to talk about real quick the pig farmer from Adios. Um, I just think that like he he is not that strong of a character. He's more of a vessel for like the player to experience certain emotions. But at at the same time, he does have a personality. He has ways that he interacts with the world. I think you know it is an interesting depiction of this character you know going through a lot of different struggles um i think like i i think i'll talk about like a different moment involving this character on another category but i i just felt like the the voice acting for the pig farmer was really strong and really well realized like um you have a lot of characters on this list that they sound like, you know, they sound like they're from a movie or a game or an anime, right? Which is not a bad thing, but the mm-hmm. way the pig farmer speaks in that game is very naturalistic. There's a certain verisimilitude to the way that he delivers his lines that sounds like just, you know, a, you know, kind of sad old man, you know, and I think there's like a really strong performance there. Um, but I can see the pig farmer go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, you know, a lot of these characters are very distinctly feel like they're from a movie, a game, or an anime, which are three things that we like. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think the, the that character is effective in the context of his game, but the, I see three on this list that are, like, really shining examples of really great, you know, character design, writing, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But one of the sh- one to shout him out real quick for sure. Um, I think <sighs> I think Rivet is a lot better than I I expected from uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Rivet is the alternate dimension um, Ratchet, basically. Um, I mean, first of all, Rivet's a girl, but also it's a setting where um, the villain of Ratchet and Clank won a long time ago. Um. And so Rivet has, like, a prosthetic arm because she lost it in a fight, and she's, like, this, like, scrappy resistance fighter um, in a way that is, I mean, like, it's not too dark and edgy. It's still a Ratchet and Clank game, but I find it really appealing the way that 
she is a character that is very practical and practical and cares about what's happening to people. Like all of her stuff is her being there for people. Um, and for that, she's really cool. However, she is just a ratchet and clank character. So they don't explore it as much as they should. And listen, I, I, this isn't a knock, but like, did it really have to be Jennifer Hale again? Oh, <laughs> what? I, 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 Je- like Jenny Hale's a good voice actress, but like, come on, hire more voice actresses. Like, um, yeah, like there's one on this list that they, that they really took a chance on and really knocked it out of the park. That that will be interesting to talk about. Yeah, it's just disappointing because like I. I I will say a few things. I think Jennifer Hale's a good voice actress, but one when you have her just do her normal voice, it people have so many associations now that it's a little difficult. Um and also she doesn't sound young anymore. And that's not a that's like that's not a bad thing, but like Rivet's like supposed to be like a teenager and it just doesn't work. So, um I just think it was a bad match. And oh. also give more people chances. Yeah. Hmm. Um. How did you end up feeling about the arc that both Cole and Juliana went through by the end six? Um. So spoilers for Deathloop. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into that. Um. Ultimately, the reveal is that Juliana is Cole's daughter. Um. And I think it makes some of the you know makes some of the dialogue earlier in the game awkward for sure but i don't like i don't actually think it's as big of a problem as people made it out to be um yeah i i was thinking about it for a while and it's a game i would like to revisit i had just played 12 minutes so close to nearby i i had played 12 minutes so close in the vicinity of death loop that my brain just kind of compared the two and it was like oh really don't like this trend <laughs> Of the yeah, of the yeah. um of someone related to another person flirting with them and stuff and it's like oh <laughs> but yeah it's probably if I gave the game another shot now I'd probably feel differently about it. I mean I think part of it is that that doesn't that doesn't define their interactions. I think there is a lot of playfulness between them that could easily be read as being flirty, but once like but a lot of it works just as just as well between a fuck up dad and his brilliant daughter. It it works just fine in that context. And also Juliana never goes the other way with it, right? Like she is never anything but like shut the fuck up to Cole. So <laughs> it's some of the, I like the voice acting is so good for those characters. Um, there are moments I could like, maybe I would add to best moment, just some of their dialogue exchanges. There's a part where like constantly, whenever you enter a new area as Cole, you have a little like radio, like back and forth with Juliana, which through walkie talkies. Right. Um, and there's one point where Cole gets like, gets like fed up and starts like, as she is explaining things like going like, you know, like blah, 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 like, like sort of talking over her. But, like, he's not holding down the button on the walkie, obviously. And he's just sort of, like, mocking everything she's saying. And then Juliana finishes talking and there's a beat. And she's just said, and then she goes, did you just talk when I was talking? <laughs> like, it's just, like, there's this, I don't know. There's something, I, I, I guess, I'll, I'll cut to the chase and say I think they're both great. But um, I'm going to push for Juliana to win. Um, so, 
Like, Juliana's so, 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 so fucking good. It, there is this specific dynamic energy to the two of them talking that is, like, unlike what I've heard from other similar video games. Like, they just go for it all the time in a way that I expected. Like, you got some of that in the trailers, but I thought, okay, they're just playing up for the trailer because they had this specific environment. But, like, they man- they managed the- to carry that through, like, every time you're stepping out into a new zone. <laughs> It's impressive. And they also really, like, successfully convey, like, there's a, there's a character from the Forgotten City, which is also a time loop game, who is aware of the time loop and likes it, right? We're not going to get into it because they're not relevant, but that is a character that exists in that. And Juliana is also, of course, in Deathloop, aware of the loop and likes it. And they do such a good job of portraying why, right? Like, you really buy the idea that Juliana's like, no, this is fucking great. All I like is books, and I can just read every book. <laughs> like that, it yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I haven't had a chance to experience Death Loop, but like, it definitely sounds like the passion here is for Juliana. Uh, she mm-hmm. seems like really fun and interesting. Um, yeah. So oh. let's whittle down this list and find two chuckleheads for to lose to her. <laughs> hopefully more people end up playing death loop sometime this year whenever like the ps5 exclusivity deal expires or whatever but uh mm-hmm. yeah it's a i'm glad i played what i did on pc even though it's probably not on my game of the year list or whatever just because i didn't play enough of it right anyway let's see um uh lydia is certainly cool um i think it is pretty like she's a very very Tekken character. Um, she is the prime minister of Poland who decides that she needs to get into a fist fight with Heihachi because Heihachi sent her a threatening letter, which is pretty great. Um, yeah, like it's pretty fun. Um, but like I, I I'm trying to, I'm struggling to like think of like things that are like really great about her. Like, she, to me, she just feels like, like she's a Tekken character, which is fine. Like, she fits within that world and framework. It just feels like, what else is there to her? Well, and one of the things that, that I think Tekken faces the way they did this, right, um, is that there aren't character-specific intros in Tekken, um, which is... A, a, a missed opportunity for characterization, right? You don't get to see Lydia's character develop because she goes up against, you know, like Kazuya and she's like, hey, hit your old man for me or something, right? You don't get to see, like, the relationships between characters develop because they just come in and just say their one line, you know? Right. It's like, even with certain games, like, like, uh, like another fighting game character that we're going to talk about, like Guilty Gear Strive has at the very least for certain instances have, you know, personalized voice lines or interactions that mm-hmm. help deepen the character in some way that shows that, you know, like it's not always perfect. Like I think sometimes, you know, in these games, sometimes it's just, they just read off the generic voice line. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's a far cry from the days of, like, Street Fighter Alpha 3, where, like, certain matchups had, like, special intros. But, you know, 
it is like kind of the missed opportunity of Tekken because it's like a, such a absurdly high fidelity of a game, and I don't know what their workflow is like, but they just don't have those moments of like character, and even mechanically, it's like she's Polish, but she also does like is it, doesn't she use like Japanese martial arts? I believe she does a Polish form of karate. Sure. So but, it's it's you know obviously got a Japanese base, but yeah. sure. Which is cool, but also that's the type of, like, that's the type of, those are the type of details that are, like, mostly left for, like, like, martial arts turbo nerds, you know? Yeah, it's like... To, to play her, she feels like one of them, I mean, she feel, she has her own feel to a degree, but also she feels like a lot of the other karate characters in the game. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I don't know. It's always cool to see like a brand new character. It's like she just didn't stand out in the same way that like how, you know, the year prior, like how Leroy just showed up and like was even if, you know, even though his gameplay like fucking broke the game for a while, he was still like he made a mark on that game. Like he felt really fresh, but like Lydia just unfortunately doesn't necessarily match up, which is a shame because again, Lydia is pretty cool. But that's that's about all I can say on Lydia. Yeah. Um, we might as well tackle our other fighting game character, Nagori Yuki from Guilty Gear Strive. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I mean, you know, we don't want to we don't want to put everything down to visuals, right? But holy shit! <laughs> holy fuck! Like, <laughs> he Strive, looks so cool. Strive is a disappointing game. We've already established this. We've talked about this. But mm-hmm. holy shit, that very first Strive trailer that I remember watching at, like, Evo, like, what, 2019, something like that? Something. Like, yeah, it was 2019, where they announced a brand new goddamn Guilty Gear. And the last part of the trailer is you see Nagori, like, the camera swoops around Nagori Yuki, and that mask just deploys on his face. And you're like... Who is this guy? And they didn't talk about him for months. We didn't know anything about this character, but immediately he was incredibly striking. He was just, he just looked so goddamn cool. And then we learned more about his story. And it's like, oh, he's a fucking vampire samurai who trained under Slayer. And that's why some of his like animations like, look like slayers but but he's like god but he carries just a giant fuck off sword but he also speaks like the totally you know noble samurai which is kind of something like guilty gear has never really done before like even like biken is like she just mostly has a like a fucking potty mouth most of the time like she's not a she's the furthest you can get from like the image of like oh the noble samurai or whatever and nagori yuki is like very much designed to be like oh he is trying to like live to that ideal but also he's a goddamn vampire and when he goes into blood rage mode like the helmet fucking pops off and he gets so obscenely strong Nagori Yuki is just really cool, and he fits really well within the Guilty Gear universe, while also, like, standing out from it as well. Um, 
Yeah, he, I, I really like there's a lot of touches about how he plays like in game stuff that sort of bring it around. Like this is what we were talking about that that I feel like Lydia lacked. Right. Like uh, as a vampire, he's relatively young and sort of un- inexperienced. And this shows because his mechanic is trying to manage his vampire thirst, right? Which Slayer doesn't even have to worry about. Slayer's just got this shit un- under control. But Nagori Yuki has a thing where if he gets, if he goes a little, if he goes off too much, he just sort of freaks out and loses himself to, to like, to hunger, um, which is a cool mechanic. Um, also, his round intros are really fun because he is really, like, like respectful and very polite to everyone right like yes he has an intro against biken where he's like hey biken you know like i i i would love it if you would you know if you would be te- if you would teach i would learn and biken's like oh fucking all right learn this yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because again, which <laughs> i mean like she's not a new character but i, I like what they done with biken mm-hmm. a little bit in strive i think she was better depicted in exard like rev 2 but that's like a whole different discussion uh nagori yuki the 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 great thing and he's like this with everyone he introduces himself he comments he compliments people and stuff except for if he gets the first line against soul bad guy he's basically just like fuck you (laughs) so i was like wait what yeah which is really great like and he like him serving as the final boss of the arcade mode really like works here um he like feel like he looks and feels designed like a fucking like final boss like he is just like he exudes power um he's like like not i was about to say his sprite but like his model is massive his sword will take up most of the screen he is an imposing like presence in this game and but also you realize that with the exception of maybe soul bad guy he's this like really gentle and like polite person who is you know dealing with the fact that he you know, he's recently turned into a vampire um it's one of those things where like his mechanics help tell the story of this character without even having to engage with the story mode which is like one of the successes of like a great fighting game character is that you look at them and you're like i want to know more about this guy Mm-hmm. also he's a tribute to yasuke which is cool yeah no that's like really cool i'm really glad that like guilty gear is like like they are including more characters of color like in the game um because this is also the same year that we got um she didn't make it to the list but you know shout outs to giovanna i think she is a pretty cool design she, she doesn't mm-hmm. hang in this list but you know it's cool to have like like a more diverse cast in in the roster and but nagori yuki is just awesome like it, i i cannot wait for the day for when some cosplayer like figures out how to do the mask thing you know in real life <laughs> and just like because you know like they'll be posing for a picture then they like flick a thing like on their like cosplay and then the like the mask like comes on and glows um nagori yuki is fucking cool <laughs> yeah it's it's also worth mentioning like in terms of that other stuff with strive too it was cool that they recast ramlethal so it wasn't played so she wasn't played by a white actor and stuff yeah i believe uh mary elizabeth mcguinn gave up her role as ramlethal from the english dub of rev 2 so that 
someone else could take over. And she was very happy about that. And, you know, introduced the voice actor on her Twitter being like, hey, you know, it was an R playing Ramlethel, but I wanted to give some, like, you know, person of color should be voicing this character. And I, I really like, like, I don't love the, you know, I just, I just prefer the Japanese dub of Guilty Gear games, but like, oh, the English dub is good. I like the, vo- the voices that they chose and how they do it. It's great. Um, but Nagori Yuki stands like head and shoulders above, like even some of the most established, like members of the Guilty Gear cast. He feels like a character you would have seen in Missing Link in the original game. Most of his taunts are him, like he has he has six taunts, and three of them are long winded explanations about how great Onigiri is. <laughs> that rocks. Fuck, this is gonna be a hard category. Yeah, um. <laughs> um, this might go. This might go for pretty long. It's as fine. We-, uh, we can. Um, I haven't I haven't seen enough uh, Ki Kai in Kaguya Effect Two. What I've seen is fantastic. I feel bad cutting her. Uh, she is like a Vocaloid AI um, who awakens basically personas and people, and she is she's just really like funny and sincere and snarky, and she's fantastic. Um, you should listen to uh, our friend Olivia talk about her on novel not new in some of the segments where she's talked about Caligula effect too but for 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 our list unfortunately she can't make it that is on the top of my must play list this year based on everything olivia has talked about so eager yeah, to get to it good. soon yeah that's cool um we could probably uh like i i think like just because of the strength of the characters on this list herlock sholmes um might go like like Herlock Jones is really funny and really charming. I'm just imagining the look that Jen is giving you right now. Definitely like hiding purse slips behind my index finger right now. Well, okay, well sell me on Herlock Jones. So the thing about that the thing that works with him so well is like this is a this isn't exactly an uncommon character archetype even for like Ace Attorney but like he just does it so well. He's just this bizarre take on Sherlock Holmes where he'll just like, you'll walk into a scene and he'll be hanging from the rafters or like from a dresser like a cat or whatever. And you'll come up to him and he's like, oh, I'm just testing out my new invention. <laughs> and he is constantly getting his deductions so wrong that you have to step in and like gear him, point him towards the right direction. But like, he is also incredibly sincere and dedicated to everything he's doing in a way that really pulls me in. Like, there's a bit where he ended up pawning his famous violin so that he could, like... Oh, viola. So that he could, like, um, get something else for a bit. And when he discovers that the pawn shop no longer has it, he just gets in a very teenage moody oh i'm just gonna die what's the point of living anymore without my beautiful instrument (laughs) and five minutes later he finds it and he's okay but like in addition to all that like it does the thing where towards the end of the game when shit gets real he's the first to step up and like put himself on the line to make things work like he's the he's the classic um comic relief character that 
becomes clutch and steps in at the last minute when necessary, and he does it so well. I feel like a criticism I have of the Ace Attorney games and their characters is that they work very well when they're being funny, and when they're being sincere, they work well enough, but not... I feel, I feel like they serve the purposes of the story when they're getting serious, but they don't... They don't quite get there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, they don't end up feeling like complete characters to me. They feel like they're mostly joke characters who can who can put on a straight face for a little bit when they need to. Okay, yeah. How how much did you end up playing for Great Ace Attorney, by the way, Six? Um first three trials i think okay yeah i i do think that he does have a really good moment like towards the last trial of the first game but like Hmm. based on your arguments i do think that you have a point overall because he is very much in that same archetype of ace attorney characters and even though i disagree with you on their level of effectiveness you probably feel the same way even if you got that far yeah, I mean, ultimately, sometimes, like, um, Ace Attorney characters are more, like, functions to the story to, like, deliver funny jokes. And occasionally they do get there in my... Like, I think they do occasionally get there with um, the emotional depth of particular characters. But you I know, think... You know... Hmm. I'm sorry. Um, If we're going to cut characters who are mostly jokes, we should probably cut Veronica Villainsy first. Yeah, um, she is very entertaining, but she is a bit less... She has fewer dimensions than her Lockshulms. Yeah, uh, she is this, like, uh, British actress moving to America who who kills her husband because he's a massive piece of shit and then is trying to get away with the murder, and she's very funny, and... I don't know that that game runs largely on her personality, but it's a short game, so you know. There's only so much they can do with her, especially when you're repeating events so often. Yeah, Though, we should also probably oh, cut Lady Dimitrescu, but yeah, like I listen, like I really like Lady Dimitrescu. Like Capcom fucking like struck absolute gold. With Lady Dimitrescu that they had no intention of. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot give most of the credit to Capcom for how incredible of a character Lady Dimitrescu is because she barely takes up like she takes up maybe the first third quarter of the game. However, well, wait, do you have a point? Yeah, I was gonna basically say the act the actress that plays her does such a phenomenal job of like really playing up the camp and just giving a very physical performance that the mocap captured very well. But like, Mm -hmm. the thing is like, I imagine it never would have gotten to this degree if the response online wasn't what it was. But once she kind of took off as a character online, Capcom suddenly changed all their marketing to be around her entirely. And when you get to the actual game, like, she is basically there for the first fifth, and then you defeat her, and then you move on. Like, yep. Right. Which is a shame, because like I think she is incredibly well-designed. Uh, Maggie, Ro- Maggie Robertson, 
I believe is the name of the actress who uh, portrays her in English. Um, let me see real quick. Yes, Maggie Robertson, virtual unknown. She doesn't even have like a like I looked on the Wikipedia page just now. She doesn't even have a hyperlink to her own page. Like this was like one of her first, I think, major roles, and she fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, mm-hmm. good job. Like, she really helped characterize this character in a really fun way. Like, Lady Dimitrescu is great. I think she has incredible design, really funny. Um, I think that, like, the the physical performance and vocal performance really matches up. Um, but it was a total fucking, like... Like, they showed a few frames of a really tall lady, and everybody on the internet was like, who is this tall lady? And Capcom smelled blood in the water. Um, but... Yeah, I think there are, there are like, sort of two things that, like, if she played a more major role in the game, I think, you know, if they'd made her sort of the main villain or whatever, uh, I think she she would have probably stayed on this list. We would have had more time with her and more time to appreciate her. And the other thing is, I think, like, she is, of, of her, like, her you know, cast of villains, she is the best one. And that, that like, even in a better game, that's the case, but by less of a margin, because it's actually not a competition because the other characters in this game all suck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the performance of, like, the... Whatever the werewolf guy was. Um, Yeah, you would. Sure, yeah, you would. It's just... He's just carpet chewing in a way that is incredibly wait, entertaining. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say carpet chewing? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like scenery chewing, but like also he's a carpet bagger. Carpet chewing has like a way different implication than like scenery oh, chewing. Oh shit. Whoops. Yes. I, I guess I know what you mean. I'm sorry. I meant scenery chewing. I just brain just jumped to carpet chewing. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't know, I'm looking at this, I, I'm not seeing, like, Urban Dictionary just says it's it's losing emotional control. Hmm. And uh, then, or or you're a dog. I mean, I feel like I can guess what well, you mean, maybe? I have, I, heard, I have heard it in the, con- let's not belabor the point, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, scenery chewing, there we scenery go. Scenery chewing, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, there's, there, there's the other one, okay, that's what, that's what I expected, but yeah, okay. Yeah, like, right. I don't think. The characters are just kind of, for the most part, ridiculous archetypes, and I think that that's kind of fun in a B-movie way, but yeah, um, she was the best one of those, and she gets out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, like, the analogy is more like, like, Resident Evil 7 was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Resident Evil 8 is Evil Dead 2, and, like, an Evil Dead 2-style game gotta have, like, big cartoon characters. And she's just, like, the one of the most entertaining big cartoon characters to have, um, like, this year. Like, she's she's fun. I would like, totally play her in a fighting game. But, like, but other than that, but there are way, way stronger characters in, on this list that, you know, have, I have a lot more passion for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're down to five. We're down to Juliana, Herlock Sholmes, Galerius, uh... Uh, Nagori Yuki and Lucian Glade. I think we should cut Galerius. <sighs> okay, here we go. Say all right, all right. Here's your piece on on Galerius. Galerius may not be the winner of best new character, but he is the best human in all of these. Like, he is just a fantastic fucking person. Like, 
And it's great the way that his presence builds as you play the game. Like, initially, he's the person who... He's the first person you meet when you step out of the time warp and into this, like, centuries-old Roman village uh, in, like, trapped in the rocks or whatever. And he's kind of like, oh, you look kind of strange. Hello there. Um, (laughs) You could probably go over here. I could... I could lead you around because you're new to the village. And of course, he's always the one you see the first time when you loop and go back again and again. But like, he is also there as a mechanic of sorts in that once you start finding solutions to some of the larger problems, you just teleport back in. The first thing you do, you go over to him and be like, hey, I can't explain why right now, but you need to go over to this area and stop this person from doing this thing. And at first it's just like one solution. It's like, oh, okay. By the fifth or sixth or like 30th loop you're doing, you're just running down a laundry list of things. Okay, first you got to do this. Then you got to go over here. Tell this person to go to this location. And he's just baffled. He's like, oh, yeah, um, I okay. guess I'll... Go to, go to this person and blackmail them. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> And basically, after <laughs> he just takes it all in stride, he's like, okay, this is kind of weird, but yeah, I guess I'll do it. And, like, as you learn more and more about him, like, through his willingness to do all this and also just from the conversations with the villagers, he's just the most stand up person who's always just, like, willing to help people out whenever. And then you learn, okay. He also has political ambitions, and he's, well, no, he doesn't have political ambitions. He's like, he's the one who doesn't want to do it, but will do it if he's asked. And it becomes a situation where, of course, the people who are currently in charge are, like, fucking evil. So you set things up, one thing leads to another, and the way to kind of figure all this out is, like, Having him go through a day of saving people, which happens to win them all to his cause, and then he's able to defeat the people in the election. And And then within five minutes of getting elected, he gets everyone killed. (laughs) That's literally true. (laughs) Yes, but also... I guess that is true, but also like kind of kind of defeats your stand-up person. Well, thing. I mean, he does. He gets them killed by being too nice. Yeah, a, okay, it's, it's a complicated situation. So, but yeah, he basically there's another person who, when left unattended, will do shit, and he is willing to like give them another chance, and then they do it again. But like, yeah, it's a situation where I feel like he is just such an incredible like example of how you can really build on someone through a time loop and not just finding their dirty secret just being like oh i can see the extent to which he's just willing to go out there and help people like he's the nicest person alive <laughs> but it i mean like i think i think he's a really great part of the game um but i think as a character he suffers by serving the game's mechanics i think the way he's like listen if you sound urgent and tell me to do things i'll just do them cuz i'm worried about you also if you say the phrase like like i'm busy i'll just assume that you don't want to talk to me anymore and i won't be offended it's like he is he is so convenient that it undermines his character and also okay to a certain degree 
that doesn't cut anybody off, but it sounds to a certain degree that Galerius, Galerius is like, he's a bit of a, like a cartoon character, but there's like a little bit more depth to them. Like, is he more, like, is he a little bit more than like, say, Herlock Sholmes? Like, in this particular instance. Does I'd say he has more depth than Herlock Sholmes, yeah. Like, he is, he is the game's example of what a truly good person without any sort of ulterior motivations looks like right like i guess my main point for like cutting herlock and keeping galerius so far is that herlock sholmes is mostly a cartoon character you know because that's how ace attorney characters work but galerius is also similarly a bit of a cartoon but has like more depth and more going on here Mm -hmm. like that's my that's my personal take right now yeah like for the sake of moving things along i think we need to make a cut and it sounds like to me that, like, I don't know how tenuous this comparison is, but, like, between Galerius and Herlock, like, Herlock goes. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. Like, <laughs> Galerius is so easily recognizable that me simply saying salve friend immediately cued you two <laughs> into who I was pushing for. But sure. Most people I speak these days don't speak Greek, so. Right. Yeah. Or sorry, right. sorry, Latin. My bad. Right. But, you know, shout-outs to Herlock. He's a funny guy. He's just, like... I, I like it when Sherlock is a dumb guy. And we got, a, like, we got two show two things in la- uh, 2021 about Sherlock being kind of a dumb himbo. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty fun. Um, And, okay, so we're down to... Juliana, Nagoriyuki, Galerius, and Lucian. So, so Lucian me. is uh one of your one of the members of your like your cabinet in uh Cizerain. Cizerain is a game about being basically uh the the president of a fictional European country. I mean the whole world is sort of a fictional setup, but there are a lot of stand-ins and analogs for like America and the Soviet Union and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you are basically president of a fictional Eastern European country that is sort of rallying after you know, years of of chaos, economic, political, um, and you're trying to put the country back together. Um, and Lucian is a great character because he is just, he's very buttoned up. He's very professional. He's very politely ruthless. Um there's a lot of stuff that's really funny and really good with Lucian. I, I mean, I think he's just genuinely good, but also there are great moments like um, you can like he's he's always on time for meetings. Usually he's a little bit early. He's there often before you are. And there's one time he's late and you can rip him about this and he gets really he get, like you can tell like it really bothers him that he was like a minute and a half late to the meeting. Um when you have the scandal with your um your vice president which i won't get into too much but your vice president makes some bad choices and he's and and lucian is like and this is why i've been recording every room in this building and you're like lucian what the fuck <laughs> uh and then also if you lose the nomination it's a great scene where you go into the like the um the party meeting, right? Where they're going to vote on the next candidate. And he's like, whatever happens, sir, I'm with you to the end. And then you lose the vote. And he's like, well, bye. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I should have seen this coming from you, Lucian. Um, 
Lucian is, I think, the best character in that game and just holds it together, holds it together tonally, structurally, and is just sort of the voice of like comp he's he's both the solution and the problem to the country's to the country, right? He is the solution in that he like he makes things happen. He has his eyes on the prize. He is going to pursue goals at any cost, but also like you have moments where like uh, like a famous like leftist poet dies and you go to to like go to their funeral and like you you say some nice words right and you walk away and lucian's like oh that was that was really good you're gonna get a lot of voters to our side with that one sir and you're like lucian not everything's about votes and he sort of gives you a side eye and he's like oh yeah sure they aren't and you're like okay this is lucian we need to have a talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah he's the most competent one in your crew the entire time but uh it's easy to fall for that confidence and rely on him to the point where he will actively sabotage you when it's convenient for him. Yeah. I don't think he's in, I don't think he's okay. This is going to sound really weird. He's not a bad person, but he is an evil person. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which doesn't preclude him from like being like an interesting character, but yes, he is an evil person. (laughs) Um, like you also forgot to mention, like after the vice president scandal, his immediately his immediate solution to it is, oh, you could just make me vice president instead. Yep, and you should. He's really good at it. Okay, so point of order. Right now uh-huh. we have Juliana, Nagoriyuki, Galerius, and Lucian. Do we make this a top four, or do we? Like I think the like from the tone of the conversation, Juliana and Nagoriyuki are locks for the top three and it's between galerius and lucian do we expand it to a fourth or do we cut one of the other two i feel like we could cut and honestly uh, my feeling is that juliana and lucian are the locks i could i i prefer nagori yuki over galerius but i could see one of them going hmm. I, I i i still think i still think galerius because i feel like galerius just fe- has has a layer of unreality to him that i have trouble getting behind right he's just too convenient in a way that doesn't seem like a person i guess that's fair yeah like he's too tied into the game's mechanics to actually stand out more and it's a shame because like he is the nicest person on this list but uh i guess we should probably go for the we, we should probably go for the snake instead because the snake is more entertaining <laughs> yeah lucian lucian sounds like an incredible like character because like he he just sounds like the he is it, 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 is it accurate to say that lucian is mundanely evil oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> he's a real motherfucker <laughs> Um, and you know what? I think Galerius would want Lucian to win. <laughs> yeah, I think I think our top three is Juliana, Nagoriyuki, and Lucian. Um, and it seems like by the tone of the conversation, it's going to be a toss-up between Lucian and Juliana. Because like yeah. by because Nagoriyuki is incredibly cool, but most of like his appeal as a character 
is carried by his visual design, mechanic design, and, like, not so much, like, like he has, like, it's a lot of, like, little things that build up to a really great character in the context of a fighting game, but it sounds like Juliana and Lucien are more complete characters and have a lot of, like, really interesting things. I am personally leaning towards Lucien, because I feel like he's the type of person who would snake his way to the top of this list. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd think that, but Juliana has literally infinite time to beat him with. <laughs> so it's I mean, Batman versus Dick Cheney. Got it. <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I think it's also worth pointing out that part of Lucian's appeal for Six is also his appearance, because he's basically... He's like a modern evolution of that one advisor in SimCity with the glasses who just looks constantly peeved. Except Lucian's whole thing is just looking like, are you sure about this all the time? <laughs> he's always, he's he's more subtle that he's not the like the angry member, member of the city council. He just always has an eyebrow raised of like, are you I mean, sure you about sure, this, sir? Listen, you know, are you certain yeah. about this, sir? He looks like he's watching you do something untoward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I lean Juliana in this one. I do like Lucian a lot, and I wouldn't be mad if Lucian won. But Juliana, like, part of it is, I think, I, I don't want to hold it against Lucian, that Lucian doesn't have any voice acting, that it's just text. But I do want to reward the the voice acting, the performance for Juliana, which is just so compelling and charismatic. Yeah, and Juliana is literally the only... Well, Cole has a bit of likability to him just because of the way that he... I think a lot of his performance and stuff like that and his general goofiness, but like... He's an enjoyable fuck-up. <laughs> yeah, Juliana is the only one there that seems like not a complete asshole, essentially. <laughs> She's the one... It's funny because, like, the one person you're trying to stop in this game is also the person who... Like, you could see siding with most easily just because she is more of a complete person than the rest of these people you're taking out. Yeah. 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 I think, like, also there's something to be said about, like, just, like, Juliana's, like, character design as well. Um, it's very simple, but, like, definitely fits within the tone that Deathloop is going for, which is, like, you know, pulpy action movie, action novel sort of thing. And she fits really well within that world. Um, hmm. I think, I think I... Honestly, now I'm kind of leaning Juliana. I think Juliana is... Juliana just seems like, like, again, carried a lot on being cool, but also she has a lot to her, so... Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think we're all leaning Juliana. I think we can just close this close this one. Yeah, let's close this loop. Yeah, um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's let's do it. Congratulations to Juliana from Deathloop as our best new character with runners up Nagori Yuki from Guilty Gear Strive and Lucian Gallade from Suzerain. Uh, pretty Lu good year for characters, actually. Yeah, and Lucian is very happy being in the second in, like the runner up. <laughs> Yeah, Although, like like Nagoriyuki is is the is the like the right hand as far as like like <laughs> the bodyguard, and Lucian is just quietly suggesting policy. So it's fine. Yeah, and recording everything Juliana says to blackmail her later. <laughs> exactly. 
I've got you. So- I got something on loop number forty-seven, madam, that you don't want leaking to the public. <laughs> I, I think Lucian would figure out that there's a time loop. I, he would have the conversation that the scientist has. That's so fucking funny. Uh, there's a there's one of the one of the um main villains of of Death Loop is the scientist who is able to basically create copies of herself, and there is a recording you can get of her like talking to her own clone basically and being like wait i think i figured out that we're in a time loop and i'm this close to figuring out how to beat it but mathematically that probably means i've figured out that we're in a time loop and i've been this close to beating it ten thousand times god damn it that's great there's a lot of there's a lot of good character talking to another version of themselves in this from uh, in death loop from the guy who took part of his brain and put it into a computer to other cole talking with present cole and all that Mm -hmm. nigori yuki has a big blood sword and that's cool anyway let's get out of here much like blood plus i guess really yeah. handsome yeah he's so uh, fucking handsome god damn uh <laughs> all right well thank you so much everyone for joining us for another gimmick award we'll be back with more but until we are peace out see ya later <laughs>